Hi, and welcome to the Dream Permit Podcast, a podcast dedicated to inspiring moms and empowering moms to live up to their full potential without viewing motherhood as a hindrance. And I'm your host, Emma. I'm so glad you're here. This episode is sponsored by my signature coaching program, You Unveiled. Do you feel like you've lost your identity to motherhood? Do you have dreams you would like to achieve but you feel you can't simply because you're now a mom? Would you like to make extra income utilizing skills and gifts you already possess? If you answered yes to any of the questions, I'd love to chat with you. Let's see if you're a good fit for the program. Book a free call at dreampermit.com slash chat. That is dreampermit.com forward slash chat. Let's get your identity back and make you some money. beautiful people and welcome back so did you miss me i've not done a solo episode in a while tell me you miss me so i can come more often well so today let's get right into it i'm going to be talking about how to deal with mom guilt you see (laughs) mom guilt is something all of us struggle with, like every single one of us. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a career mom, we all struggle with it. The whole, the feeling of constantly feeling like you're not enough, like you're not a good mom. I could be better. I could do better. And I've wanted to talk about this topic for a very long time, but I was just waiting for the right time. And I think this is it. On average, people tend to... So this debate has been going on for quite a while. The whole, oh, um, stay-at-home moms, how can you just do that? Go get a job, get a life. And um, working moms, oh, how can you be so mindless and irresponsible and leave your kids to other people to care for? You know, <laughs> I know you know what I'm talking about. But then I personally believe it's up to the individual like let's stop push let's stop pointing fingers and saying oh this is the right way things should be because we're all unique and we're all different emphasis on the word different and what motivates us what lights up our fire what puts a smile over on our faces are totally different from each other let's just stop pointing fingers so now my goal for today is just to to really get us to see things from another perspective Let's let's take the stay-at-home mom, for example. When you're a stay-at-home mom, you have a lot of time with the kids. But you can easily get frustrated and exhausted. Because the day just you start the day, they are with you. They are pretty much on your hip. They are with you every single second of the day. They go to bed, they wake up, oh, I had a nightmare. They come back to you again, right? It's like sometimes you just want a break. But the positive is the fact that at least you get to spend, you know, time with your kids and you can impact them the way you want to. You know what they're learning, you know what they're exposed to. 
But the negative is you, you tend to feel insecure. Your mates, have, they've gone farther in their career. They've gone really far in their career. And they're in corporate America or wherever you are, they're really blazing through. And you're thinking, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, what if I had taken a different route? Perhaps my life would have been better. Perhaps, perhaps the grass is always greener on the other side. And sometimes you tend to um, go through regrets. The regrets of wasted time. Years and years that you cannot get back because you were at home with your kids taking care of them. And that can be so... Um, What's the word now? That can be so depressing, even though it's, it just looks on the surface like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you chose it. You, 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 made, you made the decision. Yes, she made the decision, but it doesn't mean she knew the whole picture, the full picture of what it entailed. And so people make this decision and they are aware and they are very happy with it. So like I said in the beginning, we're all different. Another thing about, um, another uh, cons of being a stay-at-home mom is you get too comfortable and you tend to lose yourself because you're not accountable to anybody else. Because if you're going to the office, you're all dressed nicely, makeup done. Why? Because you know you're going to meet people that are just not colleagues. You don't have like intimate relationships with them. So you want to put up your, you know, put out your best face, best self, dress nicely. You take good care of yourself. You make your hair, you take a shower, you know. But when you're a stay-at-home mom, for the for most stay-at-most, most stay-at-home moms, you stay at home with messy hair, you're wearing joggers, you might not even take a shower that day and take a shower the next day, you're gaining weight because you're just eating everything in sight. All these things add up and you start to look, I don't want to use the word unattractive you start to look different from the woman that yeah that's the perfect word you start to look different from the woman that your husband married and remember men are moved by what they see mm-hmm. see how he loves you but does he like you the way does he like what you have become so the love is not up for dispute the love is there true love is true love but like can change. I can like you and I today and I don't like you tomorrow. But do I love you? Yes, I still love you. So does he like you or does he just love you? So that I feel like I feel like somebody needed to hear that. A wake up call. Yes, my husband loves me, but does he like me? Does he like the woman that I have become or the woman that I am becoming? And Yes, this isn't to say, oh, we're all living for men. No, we're not living for men. But the reality is that you are married if you are married. And if you're not, that's good as well. Do you like you? Ask yourself the question. You love you. You love you because it's you. But look at yourself. Do you really like you? Sometimes you don't even like yourself. Do you like you? It's a deep, it's a, even though it sounds, it's a, it's on the surface, it's a very deep question to ask. Another thing with being a stay-at-home mom is your skills are very important nurturing kids in this in this um economic terrain your skills of being a nurturing mother are very important but are they really transferable so if you were to get an, a job outside of what you you're currently doing which is a stay-at-home mom what kind of job would you be getting for the most part you're probably going to get in a lower paid paying job than you would have if you had used your degree 
So as harsh as that sounds, that is the reality. And most stay-at-home moms are financially dependent. So that is like what you need to think about between this stay-at-home mom and going to work journey. Because a lot of moms, when they just have kids, this is a real issue. This is a real decision-making point, critical point, pivotal point that, that, that most women, most moms face in their face in their lives. And then let's talk about the working mom now. Because I just made it look like, oh, working mom is beautiful. Not exactly. Because yes, if you're a working mom, if you have a job, a regular nine to five or a business or whatever, whatever you have, you're a career woman. Yes, your skills are transferable. Whenever you leave, whatever company you are, if they fire you, you can easily get another job. But where you lose this is if you're not intentional, your relationship with your kids may be non-existent. And then if you really think about it at the end of our lives, all that matters are memories. But then you spent everything working at 95. Yes, your skills are transferable. Yes, you're not really financially dependent. You're actually almost you're actually financially independent. But what kind of relationship do you have with your kids? Right? And then another cons of um another way to look at the working mom or the career mom is you have less control of what your kids are exposed to. So you will have to put them in daycare or get a nanny or whatever, but you're not there 247 to see what what kind of influence your 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 kids are exposed to, what do they watch, what the kids they're interacting with. And then you you tend to feel more inadequate as a mom you kind of feel like a bad mom oh i'm leaving my kids oh um i'm chasing my career what should i be doing now but i need my job you're too busy for true connection whenever you come home is when the kids are in bed or even if they're around when you come home because you have a whole lot of work you have a pile of work to do it's just a quick hello a hug hug how are you how was your day have you eaten dinner okay go to bed but you don't really have a connection a relationship to say mommy this is how my day was this is how it's just like it's just a routine how was your day how are you doing hope you're okay are you playing with your friends okay go to bed that's not a relationship. That's a one-sided conversation. You just talked at your kids and sent them to bed. You don't know what they're thinking. You don't know what's in their head. And things like that. So this is something we need to ponder on. Especially new moms about to go through this um stage. Understand, understand your real choices. Understand your options. And make a choice that is good for you in the season you are. And that's, that's my real advice. Pick what is right for you in the current stage or maybe phase of your life and your motherhood journey. Don't be pressured. Don't let anybody make you feel like, oh, because you're a stay-at-home mom, then you're less of a human. Or because you're a working mom, a career mom, and now you're the evil, evil's, devil's advocate because you're chasing money or you're chasing your dreams. But let's just be real. Don't think that, oh, because I'm chasing my dreams. After all, I'm trying to um give my kids a better life. You are deceiving yourself. Because you need to you need to understand how to make it happen. Because you're trying to give them a better life. Yes, they'll get a better life. But what you you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. 
So I read I read a post um recently that even gingered me to uh record this episode. I read a post um online on a on a friend's page actually. I think you should follow her. She has amazing content. The page is Mom Confessions on Instagram. And uh a follower of hers said I became a career mom to escape the overwhelm of having three babies. Now, I feel like a bad mother. And as she goes on to say, I find myself unconsciously comparing me to other mothers. I wish I had it all together, but I don't. Half the time, I'm frazzled. I keep forgetting things relating to them and their school, and I don't even cook for my kids. We have one nanny, one help, and a cook, yet I still can't hold it together. I'm a full-time career mom and constantly feel clueless and guilty too. I tell myself I'm working hard to secure their future and give them a better life. But who am I kidding? Work started out as an escape because I was so overwhelmed with having three babies. Now I'm obsessed with rising through the ranks and can't seem to stop. My first is seven, youngest is three, and I feel like a very bad mother. Reading this breaks my heart. Reading this breaks my heart, but I'm so glad she posted this because she's not alone. You could read this and think, oh, no, you should do this and try to give and prefer advice, but she's not alone. This is a struggle a lot of us face. This is a huge struggle. And I'm so, I'm so, I so appreciate her honesty. Because she told, she actually stated it out there. She's true to herself. Who am I kidding? Work started out as an escape. She was so overwhelmed, but now she's so obsessed with rising through the ranks. What I'm just going to drop here is, for this woman, before getting a job, She was a stay-at-home mom with three kids. Her dream then was to get a job. Why she needed to get a job apart from, you know, escaping the overwhelm. She she probably had other reasons, but her dream was just to get a job. That was the first dream. She would keep dreaming and keep achieving other things. But that was the first dream. I need to get a job. Perhaps she was feeling inadequate. I need to get a job. I need to get my career life together. I need to get my money situation together. Or whatever she was thinking. And now she has tasted that dream. The beauty of chasing your dream is when you taste it, you pour your whole self into it. She has tasted that dream. She has attained it. And now she's like, I just want to rise through the ranks. How do I manage this all? And if you've never, if you've not listened to my previous episode on you can have it all, but you can't do it all, this is pretty much like a follow-up of that conversation. Yes. I, I applaud this woman for what she's, what, you know, what her decisions, right? And if you have made a different decision, that's fine too. I applaud you. But she can have it all, but she can't do it all. I'm so glad she's been able to hire help. You know, she said she has a, she has a nanny, she has a cook, and she has all of this. My advice will be outsource as much as you can. But don't outsource relationships especially relationships with your kids and your spouse and your husband. 
Don't outsource it. Relationships with your customer. If you have a business or if you, you know, when it comes to your business or your career, you decide on what to outsource, but don't outsource the key critical um aspects of it so if you're in a if you have a business the key income generating aspect don't outsource that except you're terribly bad at it so if you're terribly bad at it then get somebody that you know is better at you in that area but don't outsource the key income generating area and then when it comes to your career think of what to outsource so for instance now she wants career progression so the goal should be how can i achieve career progression with the least amount of effort possible so she's going to give it her best, but based on her, her peculiar situation, she has other competing priorities. She has a family. So when people are going for the regular, oh, after meeting drinks or um, happy hour things, she has to prioritize and understand that is this going to impact my growth? Yes or no? Some companies are like, no, they don't really, they're not big on it. But some companies, those are those events are the key component where you get to network to meet people that will help you with your career growth. So then if she decides, okay, how can I prioritize this so that maybe I go once a month or twice a month instead of every single Friday or every single time they are doing it. You don't have to go every single time. You just have to be strategic and know how to plan. So just the awareness or even knowing that, okay, this is the situation, right? How can I walk around this? And she got a lot of great responses, which, and I would like to read them to you if you don't mind, actually. She got a lot of great responses and I was like, oh, wow, this is beautiful. So somebody said, big hugs, mama. Thou shall not be deceived by the picture perfect mothers. They aren't all together all the time. This is so true. Nobody's all together all the time. Even mom coaches, nobody's all together all the time. We're, we're winging it as well. Yes, we might be a step or two ahead of you, but we're not all together all the time. Okay, so now to a solution. It's wonderful you have realized there is a gap. So you can start by one, obtaining their school calendars and saving all important dates on your phone and office diary. Two, set reminders two weeks, one week, and 24 hours to each event so your desk is cleared for your kids. Three, try to get home before they sleep, if not daily, at least two to three times in a week. Four, ensure you call and check on them daily. Five, pick either a Saturday and Sunday. Ensure you follow them to the saloon or the barber's shop. Pick one for unisex and stay with them. From there, let them wash up and you go out. You all go out for dinner. Number six, do number five, maybe twice a month. And number seven, don't make the mistake of replacing your presence with your, don't make number seven. Don't make the mistake of replacing your presence with gadgets and toys. The next one said, you'll be fine, mama. I won't say find balance. There's no such thing as balance. Housewives are wishing to work while career women are wishing they had more time. I would suggest you intentionally mark your days for family time. Talk to them often. Use all the means possible. Phone, text and presence when you can. Reassure them often of your love. Cook for them when you can and explain your absence. They will be fine. Okay, so the long and short of this really is 
I'm so glad that other moms were actually responding. You know, we need this community. We need to come together and hold each other, help each other. So when I read that, I was like, oh my God, this is definitely, this is definitely the right time to be talking about this. So, so she mentioned um, presence. And I think this is so key. Presence. And I said it earlier, your time. Oh my God. That is all that you have at the end of the day. Your last days is only memories. Just the memories. The, the, the title, the career, the this. Everything just fades away. And what is left is truly memories. And that is why you need to be present as often as you can and build real relationship with your kids and your spouse because this is how it works when you age they will give you the same treatment not because they don't love you but that is the love you taught them so don't be in that 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 bucket of people that tend to regret during their last days because if you feel like, okay, I'm working, I'm working so hard. After all, I'm working hard for them. The truth is you're not working hard for them. Yes, you're gonna yes, they're gonna benefit from the finances that, that are you know gonna come in. But your presence is more important than that. Because if you give them the finances and there's someone telling them a whole lot of crap in their head and grooming their nurturing their self-esteem and their self-esteem is actually extremely low what are they going to do with the money that you've made for them what do you think they'll do with that money when their self-esteem is really low they'll they'll waste it because you need to even teach them how to manage the so-called money you're trying to make for them they'll waste it so at the end of the day what happened is you worked so hard sweat of blood you became sick, stressed, everything, just to work hard for these kids. And then because of inflation, the way things happened so quickly, all the money you worked, you worked for would just be one generation. Yes, it's hard. It's hard to take it. But if you impact something into them, instill something into them, of course, you need to get the money. What I'm saying is don't neglect your kids. Impact something into them. Give them something. Now, that thing you give to them inside of them will make tremendous wealth. So they should. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not advocating for either stay at home mom or get a career or whatever. I'm just saying, pick what is right for you at this stage where you are, and keep refining. So, for example, I'll give an example to kind of you know seal this picture. So, if say you're a new mom and you feel like, oh, right now I need to be with my kid and I can't do this job thing and and be a, you know be with my kid. So I want to take time off from work a year or two years. And when your kid is two years, you can say, okay, now you're ready for daycare. Go to daycare while I go back to work. And that's fine. You can say, I want to stay at home for the next 10 years. That is up to you. Or you can say, I can't even stay at home because if I stay at home, I will go crazy. So from day one, from six weeks, I'm going to put this kid in daycare. That is also good. You just need to know what works for you. Because it's pointless if you're home with the child and you're going crazy. You might as well put the child in daycare and let there be peace and sanity in the house. Because it's not good for you. It's not good for the child. So just do what is right for you. And for the mom that decided to wait for 10 years, 
10 years, your kid will be 10 years old. We'll be in school. You can't decide to do something then. You're never too old. You can start a business anytime. Like, is it, is it Connell Sanders? I think it started at 86. I don't I don't know the exact age. You can start a business at any time. But what I usually advise is as a woman, as a mom, even if you're at home, you don't need to go to the office 9 to 5. You can start a side hustle. Start something that is your own. Something, side hustle on the side. And if you decide to go to work fully, that's also good. Just make the decision that is right for you. And close your eyes. Don't let anybody judge you or make you feel that, oh, okay, you're doing wrong. No, 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 no. Every, let them face their problems. Everybody has their problems to face. No, just understand that. No matter who you see and see how, oh, they seem to have it all together. It's a lie. Everybody have has problems that they are facing. You focus on your problem, sort it out, and ignore them and let them focus on their problems. And something just came to mind right now. When it comes to spouses, because the... the, the um, the lady said something about cooking. So most people will be like, oh, you need to cook for your husband. It depends on your husband. Some husband, you just need to understand the man. Yes, on average, most men like food because, I mean, the way to a man's tummy is true. The way to his man's heart is true is tummy. But you don't necessarily have to be the one cooking the food. You can cook once in a while. But there are some men that will prefer you have your nails all fixed, all nice, all glittery, glossy, and beautifully made, and you looking all together all the time. Yes, they want the two, but if you cannot manage both, some men would rather have you looking really nice and put together, and maybe you order the food every now and then and cook whenever you can, or hire a chef. While some men will prefer, I want my wife to cook every single day. So you just need to um, you just need to understand who you're married to. Some people will be like, whoever cooks the food is fine. I just need to spend X amount of time with you every day. So you just need to know who you're married to and what works for your own marriage. Every marriage is different. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Don't try to do what your friend is doing in our own home and think it will work in your home. It won't because the, the men are different. So I just thought to drop that there and yeah. Hope to see me next time. So if you like my solo episodes, you know, let me know so I can do it more often. And that'll be all for today. Ciao. Did you like this episode? If you did, I would love you to do just two things. One, share it with a friend, another mom who you think will benefit from this episode. There's love in sharing. And two, I would love to get to know you better. Let's chat. Book a free call at dreampermit.com slash chat. Or you can send an email to emma at dreampermit.com. That is E-M-M-A at dreampermit.com. I'll be waiting for your calls and emails. And until next time, stay fabulously gorgeous. And remember, motherhood is not a hindrance. It's an advantage.